Hallelujah. Please have a seat. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor is not here, but I want to thank him for an opportunity like this. Uh, there is one thing I believe in in this world. I believe in that. That the anointing you respect, obey, and trust is the anointing you attract. Amen. The anointing you respect, obey, and respect, and trust is the anointing you attract. Hallelujah. The same thing applies to you. The miracle you are looking for is in the anointing you obey, you respect, and you attract. Hallelujah. Shall we pray, please? When we walk with the Lord in the light of His word, what a glory He shares on our way. Whilst we do His good will, He abides with us still. Father, we thank you for an opportunity like this. We invite you to be with us throughout our deliberation. Indeed, today is the day that you, the Lord, you have made. Your word says we should rejoice and be happy in it. Lord, as your word comes, we ask that let it empower where necessary. Let it give us hope where necessary. Let it criticize us where necessary. Let it admonish us where necessary. Be with us throughout this deliberation. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Are you happy to be in church? Are you happy to be in church? Today I want us to look at something briefly. Uh, we don't have much time. Pastor, how many times do I have? I'm doing 30 minutes, right? 30 minutes, right? 45 minutes. Okay, so within 45 minutes, I hope that we'll be able to learn a lot. Hallelujah. I just want us to assume something, okay? Let us just assume. I know somebody here will just start laughing if I say assumption. Let's just assume that you, have, you had a baby 10 years ago, okay? You had a baby 10 years ago, and that baby is still baby today. Hmm? 10 years ago, the baby is still baby. You still have to feed the baby, you still have to bath, you still have to take the baby around, you still have to clean and all of that. How will you feel? Just ponder over it. I just asked you a question. How will you feel? Others will say that the baby is Bami uh, Water's baby, right? The baby is God or whatever, lesser God and all of that. The question I'm asking you today, okay? 
is that if somebody is to ask you right now, what level are you in your spiritual journey? What will be your answer? Are we okay? For believers, the ultimate goal for us is heaven. Is that not true? That's our ultimate goal, right? But let me tell you this. Another important goal God wants us to achieve right here on earth, okay, is for us to grow to spiritual maturity. Are we okay? Are we okay? We have to grow to spiritual maturity. The reason why you cannot comprehend certain things in the Bible is simply because you are not matured enough. Hmm? A father will not sit and dialogue with a baby, right? Hmm? A father will dialogue with you when he feels that you've come of age, a point that he can talk to you. This morning, I just want us to look at something very profound. Okay? I just want us to deliberate on what I have termed prayer, a tool for spiritual growth. Amen. Prayer, a tool for spiritual growth. Are we here? Prayer, a tool for spiritual growth. There are a lot of tools for spiritual growth. A number of them, right? There are a lot of them. I just want us to look at some of the key ones. For you to grow up spiritually, there are certain keys that you need. I just want us to look at some of the key ones today. We are going to be very brief. Okay? One of it is prayer. And if you talk about prayer as a believer, I hope you all know what prayer is. Do we know? Okay? So prayer simply is uh, communication with God our Father. I did not bring spiritual because we are spiritual people, right? It's not just a mere communication. We have a physical communication where you pick up your phone, you make a call. You can't pick up a phone and call God. Can you do that? Mm? So prayer is a communication with God our Father. If you read Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3, the Bible says, call on me. It's a command, okay? Call on me. So if you don't call God, God will not hear you. Call on me. Are we okay? Call on me. Let me tell you a mystery. God gets things done on earth through us. And I got to find out that unless we initiate, God cannot do. All right? John Wesley of Methodist says that without God, man cannot. Okay? And without man, God will not. Are we here? Without man. So without you, God will not do anything on earth. Hallelujah. Okay, so the other one is the scriptures, the word of God. Scriptures or feeding on the word of God. I don't know any Christian who doesn't feed on scriptures. If you're a Christian here and you don't read the word of God, then I don't know where you get your, I mean, your Christianity from. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, that we should desire the sincere milk of the word and we may grow thereby. So you cannot grow without what? The word of God. Are we here? You can never grow without what? The word of God. And there was something that struck me. It said sincere. The word sincere simply, it could also mean quality, okay? Original. So if there is sincere, there is insincere, right? If it's not sincere, it's insincere. 
So what it means is that there is original word of God and there is what? Fake word of God. This is very important. There is original word of God and there is fake original word of God. All right? So probably maybe the reason why you are not growing up as a Christian is simply because all this while you'll be feeding on what? Fake word of God. Fake doctrine. So we should desire the sincere milk of the word so we may grow thereby. Amen. And then the last one I want us to look at before we go to our main um, discussion today is love. L-O-V-E. Order. Okay? The Evers call it what? Lolo. How do you say love in Eve? Lolo, right? Okay. Love. Order. Right? Loving one another. Loving one another. Love. Order. Right? So in, in John 13 verse 34 specifically, uh, the scripture says that a new commandment I give you. A new commandment I give you that you should love what? One what? Another. Do you love one another? Do you love yourself? A new commandment I, I give you, sorry, that you should love one another. So this is a new commandment. You can never be a Christian without loving. So those of us that are not loving, we need to hate to this. So today our conversation is going to be centered on prayer as a tool for spiritual growth. But I just want us to spend much time on spiritual growth. All right? A lot of us don't know much about spiritual growth. When we talk about spiritual growth, we'll come back and look at maybe three or four or five pointers why prayer, okay, is key or help us in fast-tracking our spiritual growth. Okay? So we're going to look at um, spiritual growth, uh, what spiritual growth is, and then the key one are the stages of what? Spiritual growth. There are stages in spiritual growth that will try to talk a bit about the characteristics or the features of each stage of spiritual growth. Then probably we'll come back and look at prayer. Hallelujah. So as believers, the journey, our spiritual journey starts from the day we become born again. The word born again is right here again. It is a very important word. That is why we keep on pointing on that. So your spiritual journey starts from the day you become born again. So that is the reason why if you are not born again, you are not spiritual. If you are not born again, you are not in God's kingdom. It's very important. Okay? So what does it mean to be born again? You take Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. We baptize you in water. We baptize you with what? Holy Spirit. That's the process, right? Taking Christ as Lord and personal Savior, your heart. And some of, some of us, we have to confess it, maybe in front of the congregation. The next thing is for us to baptize you in water. Others believe that baptism in water cleanses you. Okay? It pecks you of all the, you know, all the sins. And it makes you clean. Right? Then the baptism with the Holy Spirit invites Holy Spirit into your life. So that is where the journey starts. So if you talk about spiritual, 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 a lot of us cannot comprehend because you haven't been 
properly born again. So when you are born with the Holy Spirit, you start speaking in tongues, right? They pray for you, then you start speaking in tongues. It's not your doing. I was telling the youth that you don't learn tongues. So if you hear me speak, don't learn it. Maybe you want to start learning, ba 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 the next day, la 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 la. No, you get tired. It's the Holy Spirit that what speaks what through you. So for Christians, that is where the journey what starts. The word of the scripture says in John 3 3 that unless we are what born again, we can never enter the kingdom of God. This is profound. I like saying this. I like mentioning this quotation. It's profound. That is your visa to God's kingdom. He said, unless you are born again, you can never. The word never, never means there is no other ways. Right? You can never enter the kingdom of what? Of God. Let's take note of that. Okay? So, when you are born again, you go through the process. Then, um, at that stage, you become what? A baby. Okay, so according to Kenneth Hagen, um, there are three stages, as I said. We have the babyhood stage, you have your childhood stage, then you have what? Adulthood stage. You become an adult. Okay, so those are the stages. So immediately you are born again, you become what? A baby. A spiritual what? Baby. Physically, when you give birth, you get a baby, right? So when you're born again, you become what? A baby, spiritually. Are we okay? Alright? And babies are supposed to what? Grow, right? You become a baby. So we'll look at some of the you know, features under that. I'll try and compare physical and what? Spiritual, so you understand. Alright? Okay? So one of the characteristics we are looking at is, is the word called innocence. Innocence, or innocent, if you like. Innocence. All right? If you, the word innocent simply means not guilty, right? Am I right? Not guilty, or for us, maybe sinless, right? You are innocent. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Pastor, can you help me read that? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, a new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And help me with Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Colossians 1, 13 to 14. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated? I like that word. Translated. Other says transfer, right? Other says transfer. Other also says transcend. Okay, so translated. Please go ahead. Translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood. Even forgiveness of sin. My, my version amplifies this cancellation of what? Sins. So that is where the innocence comes from. Okay? So when you are born again, all the sins has been what? Cancelled. So this is an offer we are giving you. 
And it's a very good offer, right? So if you used to be a murderer, gone. Prostitute, gone. Okay? All of that is gone. You are innocent in a new kingdom. A new person in a new kingdom. So that's an offer we are presenting to you. So that's why we always give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ because this is a great offer. All the sins are gone and you've been translated or transferred from where? The worldly kingdom into what? God's what? Kingdom. You know the reason why when um, a baby does something, um, you don't see the baby as guilty? Hmm? Those of you who have maybe had a baby before, hmm? babies are innocent. So some people say, oh, you little innocent baby. Right? Babies are what? Innocent. So you become a baby when you give your life to what? Christ. When you become born again. Are we okay? So this is an offer we are presenting to you. Give your life to Christ. Okay? And all those things will be forgiven. Right? Okay, so the next characteristic is innocent, uh, ignorance, right? Ignorance. The word ignorance simply means you are what? You lack knowledge or you lack what? Information, right? So we believe that when you become born again, you are ignorant, okay? You lack information about the kingdom because it's a new kingdom you are in, okay? And you lack what? Knowledge about what? The kingdom. Are we here? So you lack knowledge about, you know, the Bible. You don't know anything about Bible. So it's up to us to nurture you, to equip you, to feed you with the word so that you can grow. Right? So, I mean, af after this, I want you to look at your spiritual life and, and determine where you are. You'll be able to know where you are in your spiritual journey. Right? All right? And the reason why a lot of us Christians, a lot of us are ignorant. Right? Babies are ignorant. That is why whatever they pick, it goes into their mouth. Have you detected that? Those of you who have had babies, right? They can't even uh, deduce or, you know, no, this is fire or maybe this is not food or whatever they get goes. Do you know why? Do you know why whatever they get goes into their mouth? Because babies, the only thing they know is food. Okay? And that is what you teach them, right? So they feel that everything at all they pick straight into their mouth. So if you're a baby Christian, if you're a baby Christian, whatever doctrine that you get, whatever word of God, I mean, whether it is true or false, straight into your head. That's what a lot of us do, right? You can't even deduce what is original and what is what? Fake. Are we here? You cannot. You hear a pastor preach, oh, okay, you pick it up. This is very important, okay? So that is why we are encouraging you to grow from where you are to become spiritually what? Matured. Let's look at the last one at the babyhood stage. It's the word called irritability. It comes from the word irritating, right? Babies are very irritating. I still speak to those of you who have had babies before, right? So in the moment you hear a baby cry, what comes into your mind? Oh, those of you who have had babies before, food, right? Oh, you must be hungry. Then 
you give a baby food. Immediately after the food, the baby starts crying. Is that not it? It's an experience, right? And he seems not to know what is really wrong with babies. You need food. I've given you food. You are still crying. The same thing applies to us. In Christianity, most of us are very irritating. Pastor says, come to church. Come and learn the word. You will not come. Okay, if you will not come, study the word, come and ask me questions. You will not do it. So they get frustrated. Simply, the, the meaning of the word irritating means annoying, right? Annoying. You become very annoying. You've been in church for 20 years, but you are still a baby. You've been in church 30 years, you are still a baby. You are not growing. And the reason why... You know, you cannot comprehend certain things. You know, sometimes, pastor comes, stand here, and tell you certain things, and you cannot even understand. You cannot even comprehend. It's simply because you are a baby. We don't talk to babies. Sometimes, if you talk to a baby, right? What babies know how to do, maybe sometimes you, they act. They, they watch you. They see what you are doing, and they also want what? Copy. Are we Okay. So before we move to the next stage, which is childhood, I just want us to look at what, what helps us to grow from one stage to another. And as I've said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, your food for growth is what? The word of God. A baby's food is what? Latogen, right? Latogen, breast milk. And even with latogen, we have fake ones. Is that not true? So... The word of God, they are fake ones. If you feed on the fake word of God, you will not grow. So probably maybe that is why a lot of us are not growing. Hmm? We will not grow. Some churches will even get opportunity to also open your Bible and what? And, and refer, right? Pastor says it and that's it. Hmm? You don't even have opportunity to you know, ask questions and all of that. If you want to grow, you need to desire the sincere, the original milk of the word so you may grow thereby. Are we okay? All right, so let's move to the next stage, which is the childhood stage. So at this stage, we believe you are growing gradually, but you are not matured yet. Okay, so um, if you help me read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. So at the childhood stage, we are going to look at some of the characteristics. So before that, um, one of the key characteristics at this stage is the word I call unsteadiness. Unsteadiness. It comes from the word, I mean, it could also be mean stay unstable, right? Not dependable. Unreliable. Okay? Children are unreliable, right? Is that not true? They are not dependable. Is it not true? You cannot depend on your child. Imagine you have a daughter called Lisa, and you tell Lisa that, please, I'm going out. I need you to do the dishes at the kitchen. Do you know what Lisa will do? Lisa will pretend to even start washing the dishes before you leave. But immediately you go, Lisa dash out. A lot of us are not dependable. A lot of us are not reliable. A lot of us are not stable. Hallelujah. Pastor, please, can you read that for me? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. That we henceforth. 
be no more children. Please pause that. Pause and what? Flow. Mm -hmm. And carry about with every wind of what? Doctrine. Mm -hmm. By what? And cunning craftiness. Hallelujah. A lot of us are children. We fall for all those cunning tossing and all of those scriptures and doctrines of other people. You know, they act. And that is what we are following. Hallelujah. So as spiritual children, we need to desire the sincere mug. I mean, we need to search scriptures. You need to feed on the word of God. If you don't have the word of God in you, it will be very difficult. I mean, I, I don't know. You cannot be a Christian without the word of God. I don't know. Maybe you can do otherwise. No, then please. I, uh, it's very difficult to say this, but I, I will tell you. I mean, if then, then it's better you don't even come to church. You just have to stay at home. And, I mean, because it's either you are in or you are what? You are out. The people we are contending with in our workplaces, and, uh, they are serious whichever God that they are worshiping. Okay? The Muslims that you are in the same office with, they pray five times a day. Some of them recite Quran. They chew the Quran. They can recite all the Quran to you. Those are the people we are competing with in our workplaces. So please, the word of God is what we need. Hallelujah. Let's look at another characteristic which is called curiosity. Be children are curious, right? Children are very curious. Is that, not, is that not true? Children are very curious, right? So spiritual children are very curious. But the sad thing is that we are not curious about things of God. We are not curious about, you know, advancement of the kingdom. We are rather curious about unnecessary things. Talking about other people. Okay, instead of us to concentrate on the 90% of ourselves, we concentrate on what? The 10% <laughs> the of other people. It's unfortunate, but that's who we are. We talk about people a lot. Hey, have you seen her? Today she's wearing a designer dress. I wonder where she got it from. That is not your business. That's why I said, as Christians, the least you can offer your colleague is love. Don't wait for them to fall so you can ridicule them. Kids are, and children are very curious, right? I remember when I, I was young, my dad, you know, he used to buy stuff for us and tell you that, I bought you a shoe, it's in the wardrobe, I need you to be of good behavior, so I'll give it to you in Christmas. Do you know what I do? I want to find out. Whether what my dad is saying or what. So I, I sneak out and go and say, oh, okay, the shoe is there. Before I start putting up what? Good behavior. So children are like that, right? And we are also like that as Christians. But what I need us to do is to be curious about things of what? Of God. You know, I just want you to maybe one Sunday you come to church and you go to pastor straight away. Pastor, I was trying to search through scriptures and I came about something that I don't really understand and I need you to help me to... You don't do that. How many of us do that? No, you don't. We like talking about people. 
talking about unnecessary things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we on the same page? Okay. So the last stage I want us to look at um, is the word talkativeness. Okay? Talkativeness. Children talk a lot, right? We talk. We talk about everything. Ta, 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 ta. And if you talk a lot, there are three sins that you commit. Hmm? Either you are speaking vain, okay? You are speaking foolishly, okay? Or you are speaking evil. All right? So the vain speakers are those people that are always talking about themselves. Oh, me, me, me. Don't worry, me, dear, me. I don't have any problem. Oh, if they don't like, I'll even leave the church. I have other better places that I can go. All right? Those are the people, vain, always talking about themselves. Me, don't worry, me. I have vain speaking. Vain speaking. As Christian, that is not what we need. The least you can do is to talk to somebody about the gospel, is to talk to somebody about scriptures, is to sit with a person and what? Share scriptures. Foolish speaking are those that are joking unnecessarily. I'm not saying you shouldn't joke. I mean, we joke, I mean, once in a while. But there are people, they are always joking. We don't have time to joke a lot. If you have time to joke, why don't you spend that time eh, with God? In prayer. Hallelujah. And then the last thing, uh, which is the evil speaking, all right, is, is the one where you talk about people that are not present. Hmm? The person is not here, you are talking about, we like doing that. Hmm? Have you heard? Hey, I heard this. I heard he has been able to give birth. Hey, what really happened? You know, the surprising thing about us is that. So sometimes I wonder whether, are we, are we truly Christians? Are we truly born again Christians? Because instead of us, the least we can do among ourselves is to love. Because we are even supposed to take this love outside. Not even within, outside. But even within the church, we don't love one another. Because for them, that is the side they will see about us. They wouldn't see whether you are praying, right? They wouldn't see whether you are feeding on the scriptures. What they see is the lifestyle, okay, which is an embodiment of us, love. And trust me, the best means of evangelism is what? Loving people, right? So the reason why you are not able to talk to the people within your vicinity is simply because you don't love them. You can't even approach them. You don't. You pass, you don't greet them. They are not your type. So how do you even go and talk to them about God? You cannot. Some people, when you are coming to church, people, hey, <laughs> sorry. That's what people say. They, they, they intentionally ask you, hey, it is an sorry. Christianity is a lifestyle, okay? It's a lifestyle. For us, we don't have any symbol, okay, on our head, okay, for people to see that we are Christians. For Buddhists, they have something here, right? So you can see that they are Buddhists, right? For Muslims, they have veil for the women, right? And the men, they do wear. So at least if you see that, you see that it's a, it's a Muslim, right? You see that it's a Buddhist. What about you? 
So if people don't call you Christian and you have to tell them that I'm a Christian, then you have a problem. Because your lifestyle should depict Christianity for people to call you what? A Christian. So from today, what I'm admonishing you is that Christianity is a lifestyle. Hallelujah. It's a lifestyle. So live Christianity lifestyle. And that is the best form of evangelism. Have you ever got somebody come to you willingly and say that, Pastor Joe, today I want to go to church with you. Have you experienced that before? You experience that when you laugh. Your lifestyle depends that no, this person is a Christian. You don't be a Christian on Sunday, okay, and be somebody else on the another day. Some of us, we are living double life. I told them a story about a woman who went to school to look for the daughter, right? He knows the daughter to be Gertrude. So he went to the school and said, please, can you call me Gertrude? She's in form two. And there is a no, I don't know. So probably let me get those in form two so they can call you Gertrude. Then the, the lady came, Gertrude. Oh, he's in uh, this class. Oh, okay, Gertrude. No, there's, no, I don't know anybody called Gertrude. The woman stood there for one hour. So she was very worried. Where is this daughter? What happened? What it means, the, 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 the simple thing is that the, the daughter or the girl has a different name in school and it's not Gertrude. So that is not what they know her to be. Eh? She's called Swag Mama in school. So if you mention Gertrude, they cannot... So the woman has been very worried. So do you know what happened? So one of them asked the, the, the woman, please, can you at, describe her? So at least if you can describe her, I'll be able to what, find her for you. Then the woman started describing the daughter. Do you know what the girl said? Oh, swag mama, I'll go and call her for you. Some of us, we are swag mamas from Monday to Friday. Okay? Eh? And we are Gertrude on Sunday. You are not deceiving anybody. Please. You are not. Hmm? Come clean of yourself. Okay? We are not. That's why I say it's better to be in or hot. Out. Okay? If you feel that you are not born again, own yourself. Salvation is a personal investment. Okay? I cannot force you to be saved. You have to avail yourself to be saved. Are we okay? For the sake of time, let's move forward, please. Okay, so um, we move to adulthood. So at this stage, we believe that you are growing, okay? You are feeding on scripture, all right? And you are growing up, you become a mature person. So at this stage, at adulthood stage, we believe that you are matured, okay? So if you start to look at some of the characteristics, it will, it will amaze you. It will get to know the kind of people that are adults, okay? Here, among us, right? So at adulthood stage, you have a rapport with God, the Father, with God, the Son, and with God, the Holy Spirit, right? You have a rapport. I hope you understand the meaning of the word rapport. You have a relationship. You have a good connection. Okay, sorry, maybe I'm speaking big English. I want you to... So one of the characteristics at this stage is what I have termed esteeming Earthly things lightly. Esteeming. That's a big English. 
Okay. All right. So esteeming, what can I say? All right. So looking less on what? Things of what? The world, right? So esteeming early things lightly. So the people that are matured in spirit, right? Material things doesn't come close to them. Right? Their focus is what? Is on the kingdom. The advancement of what the kingdom. So you realize that those people give their all, their knowledge, their physical self, their time, their money. Yes. So sometimes you wonder about this person. <laughs> is he working? He's, he's probably maybe lazy. They are matured. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 26. There's something about uh, Moses. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 to 26. It's, you know, pastor, please read that for me. So, uh, the scripture says that Moses, right, when he came of age, right, it's not a physical age, when Moses grew up physically, but Moses, when he came of age, spiritually, please, can you read that for me? Something happened. We all know the story of Moses, right? He became Pharaoh's, whatever, and he became a prince, right? Can you read that for me, please? To 26, yes. By faith? When he was come to years, it simply means when he came of age, right? Mm -hmm. He refused to be called the son of what? Pharaoh's what? Daughter. Listen to this. So let's do some analogy here. Asante Hines what? Okay, let's imagine you are Asante Hines what? Son, right? Right? Okay, please go. Choosing rather to what? Suffer affliction with what? The people of God. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Than to enjoy what? The pleasures of what? Of sin. You see? Imagine you are Asante in his son, right? Eh? I mean, that's the biggest. Uh, for Ghana, I think that's the biggest, right? Asante in his son. So you are a prince, right? And one day you tell you, that, oh, me, I don't want to be. And you know what it means to be a Santini's son. You have everything, all the Rolls Royce and whatever is in your, in your domain. You can walk to president. You can all of that. So he said, no, me, I don't belong here. Mm? So I'm leaving all of that. Okay? And I'm coming to suffer affliction with Christians. Maybe you are moving to Goshen Assembly. Small church. He said, no, this is where I belong. Let me tell you something. When you become spiritually matured, Right? When you become spiritually matured, things of the world will not be your concentration. Okay? Your concentration and your focus will be what? Things of what? The kingdom. So you don't even care to give your salary out to the church for an advancement. You wouldn't even what? Care to say that no, I'm selling my car for them to what? Advance the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You've not come of age. That is why you don't pay your tithe. You've not come of age. That is why you still give your one-one CD. You've not come of age. That is why you don't come for prayer meetings. You've not come of age. That is why you behave the way you behave. I need you to come of age. When you come of age, your eye will be open. Okay? And you see things of the world. You look at the worldly things as what? Things that you don't need. Come of age. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Let's look at the, the second one. The second characteristic that I want us to look at is called deadness to censure or what? Praise. You are dead to worldly what? Praise or what? Criticism. Some of us, we do things for praise. Right? We want people to praise us that you've done things. The only praises that you need is from above. So you don't care what people say. You are not, you know, there are some people that are secretly financing the church and then nobody knows, right? Hmm? Pastor is secretly putting money and sometimes you don't understand. Hmm? That's not what he needs. He's dead to some of those things. He's dead to your criticism. He's dead to your praise. That is not what he's looking for. His, 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 his reward is in the heaven. And that is where he's looking at. Some of us, and let me tell you, when you do things and you get praise right here, that's it. Trust me. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Let's move on because of time. Okay. So the last one I, I want us to look at is, um, sorry, before we, is what I've termed ability to recognize God at work. So when you become spiritually matured, okay, you have an ability to recognize God at work. So sometimes pastors stand here, oh, I can see the Holy Spirit is around. Do you see the Holy Spirit? Be sincere. Just be honest with me. Have you ever seen the Holy Spirit? Have you ever seen the God here? Have you ever seen God here? Jesus Christ? No. You don't. You just believe, right? But when you become spiritually matured, okay, you don't just see God. You see God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they talk to you. You have conversation with them. The other time, Pastor said something. I was like, oh God, where will I get there? Pastor said that I was, I, 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 there's a contract that I was chasing and the money was going to come and I, I planned to use it for something else. Then I was in a car driving and the Holy Spirit spoke to me that the money is not for you. And I was like, hey God, Charlie, when? Hmm? Has Holy Spirit ever spoken to you before? No. Because you are not matured. After born again, the next thing is what? Spiritual maturity. So I need you to endeavor to what? Grow. Because if you don't do that, after born again, if you don't endeavor to grow, you become fed up at some point. It's not true. So at some point you become fed up. I mean, this just I'm tired. Hmm? I'm, I'm not seeing anything. So if the miracles are not coming, or if you are not being, I mean, if they don't give you any position. You know, some people, the reason why they come to church is simply because they have positions and they can't afford to miss church. Hallelujah. When you become spiritually matured, you don't, you don't, you don't let people call you to do things. You avail yourself. Pastor, is that something that I can do? My background is finance. So if there is something that I can do to help the church, please let me know. Pastor, is that something that I can do to help you? I'm a customer service representative. So I think I can use my skills in church as an usher. You don't let them come to you. You avail yourself because you are spiritually matured and you know that you are with God. We are talking about kingdom stuff. Okay? Even though we live in the world, okay? Okay? But our spirits, okay? And our activities and endeavor should be towards the advancement of the kingdom. Okay? 
the development and the growth of this church depends on you. Can you ever say that? No. I have a land somewhere. I think I better give it to the church for building. Can you do that? But I promise you, when you come of age, like Moses did, when he came of age, he refused to be called what? The, 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 the son of what? Pharaoh. Do you know what it means to be the, 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 the son of Pharaoh in those days? It's not even like the Asantene that I used to. Those days, Egypt, Pharaoh, prince, he refused because he came of age. Hallelujah. I need you to come of age. It has been a very long time that you've been a Christian. You don't see any improvement. As I said, the reason why you don't get certain miracles, the reason why God is not talking to you, the reason why when we mention Holy Spirit, you don't even know who Holy Spirit is, is because you've not come of age. And to come of age, okay, is, comes with determination, self-discipline, okay? All right? Pastor is here. Pastor Joe is here. Pastor Prince, there are lots of people around that can help you. Hallelujah. Okay, so for the sake of time, please, let's quickly move to, uh, we want to look at um, how prayer will be able to help us in this journey. All right, as I said, there are tools. So prayer is one of the tools. So how can prayer help us to fast track or facilitate our spiritual growth? Are we here? So, as I said, prayer serves as a spiritual communication between the believer and God. So, we commune with God through prayer. If you read 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16, there is a popular uh, saying that all Christians like saying, pray without season, right? Do you know why we say pray without season? The word there, communicate. You are communicating with your father. I don't know, can you ever stay with your father without talking to your father? No, no, no. I mean, you stay with your father. You don't talk to your father. Is it possible? Hmm? Okay, so if it's not possible, why are you not talking to your father? If God is your father, why don't you talk to the God? Eh? We have to force you to talk to your father. And let me tell you something. The reason why when you pray, you don't get the things that you desire is simple, right? It's simply because you don't have a rapport with your father. Imagine if you stay with your father, you talk to daddy every day. Daddy talks to you every day. If you need something and you want to go tell daddy, you feel comfortable, right? Daddy, please, I want this. But if you don't talk to your daddy and you need something from daddy, how do you go about it? I mean, you don't even believe, oh, no, this, I don't think daddy will be able to give me. So that is why we need you to pray. Pray. Some people pray five times in a day. Ask Pastor um, Archbishop Duncan Williams says, whether they are happy or sad. Hmm? Some of us, we only pray when we are happy. Right? Our prayer is on condition. But it's a command. As he said in Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call on me. It's a command. Call on me. You don't, you don't even have a relationship with God. You don't even know whether God will answer or not. You, you yourself, you don't believe in that. Because you don't have rapport with what? With God. So in this journey, in this spiritual journey, prayer is very key. Even in our physical settings, prayer, uh, communication is key, right? I mean, you cannot be at workplace without communicating. 
I mean, some of us who has had opportunity to work before, we communicate to our bosses in so many ways. It could be in a form of report, right? Hmm? So there are ways you have to communicate. Sometimes it's presentation and all of that. Do you talk to your father at all? If you claim that God is your father, do you talk to your father? Hallelujah. Right? So sometimes you say, ah, but I don't talk to father. I don't have a relationship with my father. But I get healed. I get miracle. Let me tell you a secret today. Maybe you may not understand. Let me tell you a secret. Those people that go to those places, I don't want to mention names, okay? And they pray for you. You don't believe, right? You don't even trust. You don't know. And then you get healed and you think it's from God. Check it again. As I said earlier on, the anointing you obey, you believe, you trust, you respect is the anointing what you attract. The same thing with miracle. Right? So the miracle you obey, you believe, you trust. Eh? It's what you, you, you attract. Because so if pastor, you don't respect pastor, you don't obey his anointing, right? You don't, you don't, you don't believe in his anointing. Okay? You cannot get a miracle from him. No, but that's... I may be wrong. Hmm? But as I said, God gets things done through what, man? And one thing is that you need to initiate it. As John Wesley said, hmm? so without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. Listen. I, <laughs> so... So the reason why your situation is the same is that you've not what initiated what the communication, right? God wants you to initiate it. There's a, there's a quotation I've forgotten, but it says that um, whatever we command, okay, on earth will be commanded in heaven. It did not say that it will command from heaven and here. So you always come from what? Here, there. So you play a role in things that happens to you spiritually. Hallelujah. Okay, let's look at the second one. So prayer builds believers' confidence and understanding of God and his abilities. Okay, prayer builds confidence and understanding of God and his abilities. Do you know why? When you read scripture, you know, for your information, most of the things that we pray about, they are hot in, in the Bible, right? If you need knowledge, if you need wisdom, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 17 that what? The fear of God is what? The beginning of what? Wisdom. Right? So imagine you are praying to God for wisdom because you've read the word. Hmm? So now your prayer is going to be in reference to what God has said in scripture. Do you understand? Right? So that builds your confidence and understanding because you know that what you are praying for, God has already spoken about it. So he's going to do it, right? Do you understand? So the reason why sometimes we pray and we don't get answers is because, because the prayer is not consistent with what scripture says. Okay? That's why you say in your constitution, and the lawyers will say that a lot, right? So what you are saying is not consistent with what? The constitution of Ghana. So what you are praying about should be consistent with our constitution, which is the Bible, right? And when you do that, you are confident. That's where the confidence comes from. Right? Because you know that it's in there. So it's going to be done. 
So you have understanding and confidence that the prayer is going to be what? Answered. In this spiritual journey, that is what you need. Right? In this spiritual journey, you need prayer, you need a word. They go hand in hand. Hmm? So those of you that are praying without a word, I don't know what you pray about. I don't know what you say. Maybe you just want to preach people. I don't know what you... You know, but the point is that you need to pray inconsistent with what? The word of God. Hallelujah. Three, prayer delivers us from temptation in our spiritual journey. That is our insurance. Okay? Our spiritual people, that is the only insurance that we have. Physically, other people do have insurance. And do you know the reason why we have insurance? Because you are not sure of the future. Okay? You are not certain. That's the reason why you have insurance. If you get a car and go insurance on it, why? Because you are not sure. Maybe something may happen. Right? So as believers, okay, our insurance in this spiritual journey, I'm not saying temptation will not come. Temptation will come. It may come along the line. But you have an insurance, okay, with God. I think uh, Psalm 23, okay, I think that there's a verse that says that though you walk through the valley, so it means you walk through the valley of the shadow, it will come. But when it comes, what is the insurance? What is the assurance that you'll be delivered? Are we okay? Are we here? Hallelujah. So prayer gives us, delivers us from temptation. Uh, because of time, I wanted us to read some scriptures, but we don't have much time. So I'll move forward. And four, prayer provides us the platform to receive our spiritual needs. Okay? Spiritual needs. Spiritual needs. What are some of your spiritual needs? Oof. Spiritual needs. Because you are working in the spirit, you have needs. Okay? And the only platform you can use in getting those needs is what? Prayer. So you need to pray. That is why Thessalonians say, pray without ceasing. Okay? Jeremiah says, call on me and I will answer you. Hallelujah. And then the last one I, I want us to look at, this very last one, okay, is pray yourselves as a spiritual therapy for believer. Okay? In our physical life, we sometimes go for therapy, right? Is that not true? Right? So why do you go for therapy? So sometimes you feel like, no, child, I'm not with myself. I need a treat. That's what you say, right? The ladies, I need a treat, right? So you need a spiritual treat. When things are not going on well and you feel not to be at peace and the world is against you, you have to pray. Have you ever prayed and sweat your, your, your life off before? I mean, you, you, you pray and you feel that you are okay not just spiritual, but physically you feel at peace. So prayer can be your what? Spiritual what? Therapy. I'm going to end here for the sake of time. But I'm, I hope I've been able to communicate to you. What is very important to me is your spiritual life. And you need to be born again to, be, to, to, to embark on that journey. Right? And one thing that is so profound is that if you are not spiritually matured, you cannot even comprehend some of the things in Scripture.
You cannot. Alright, so the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10, okay, that what? I have given you power, alright, to overthrow, to what? To uproot, right? And to build. Have you ever killed a mosquito with your mouth before? Do you even know you have power? Why is it that when there's a problem, you want to call on somebody? You don't even believe in your own self. You believe. No, so sometimes we know. It's not as if we don't know. We know. We know what we are doing. I mean, sometimes we, we, we know that we are supposed to do certain things, but we are deliberately, I don't want to use the word deliberate, but I mean, let me use it in this instance because we are all spiritual people. If you don't do that, you won't get it. God will come to you when you are in him. Hallelujah. So I just want to give an opportunity again. Pastor is here. I'm very happy he's here. If you are not born again, please, this could be an opportunity for you. Don't feel shy. Never. Because the Bible says, unless you are born again, you can never enter the kingdom of God. So all the many years you spend in church, if it is 20 years, 30 years, if you are not born again, I don't want to say it, but I'm sorry to tell you that I don't know what you are doing. You are with us, but you are not with us. The fact that you come to church every day doesn't equate you to be being born again. Please take note. The fact that you occupy a position in church doesn't mean that you are born again. No. The fact that you are the financier of the church doesn't mean that you are born again. Please, if you are not born again, you can never enter the kingdom of God. And you know, the reason why sometimes when you pray and you don't get results is simple, right? It's simply because you are not born again, right? God doesn't know you. So I'm giving you an opportunity. Pastor is here. We are all helping you. Don't feel shy. It's a personal decision. Right? I'm giving you that opportunity. If you want to walk forward and say, God, today I give my life to you and this time I really mean it. And I'm going to walk with you in every aspect of my life and I'm giving this life to you I'm going to feed on your word so I become matured enough because the Bible says in first uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 that he created us in his image. And do you know what it means to be created in God's image? Right? Things that God did. You are even going to do much more better than that. Hmm? So, I mean, if you don't begin this journey, you cannot, you cannot comprehend some of these things that we are talking there are a lot of things in the bible there are a lot of authorities that we carry and because you don't know him if you don't know somebody you cannot represent the person if you don't know asante Hene, you cannot come and say that i stand in as a rep of asante Hene, and i'm speaking today to know you cannot all right so you need to be able to represent god and you need to be able to represent god properly because you've been born again, you have the visa, and God has given you that authority to represent Him. And please, when Jesus was living earth, He gave us that authority. And the reason why you are not able to exercise those authority 
is simply because you are not in him. Today could be the day for you. Begin this journey. Maybe you've been in church for so many years. You didn't know. We are giving you an opportunity. Do you want to come? Please, can you help me sing this song, right? Oh, yeah. If you want to come, Pastor is here. Pastor, Pastor will help you. You know. Oh,
In the light of His Word, what a glory shines on our way. Come on. When we do is good, He abides with us still. And with all who will trust and do, I see when we walk with the Lord in the light of His word, what a glory He shines on our way. While we do His will, He abides still, and with all who will trust and and so trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and so trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy.